get chasing better. No matter where I go, I want you to know that I'm out here chasing better. I'm gonna take this far. Today is where I start. In my home, I'm better. Every day, I'm better. What can I say I'm better? I'm chasing better, better, better. better. In my life, I'm better. Living dreams, I'm better. What do I mean? I'm better. I'm chasing better, 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 better. Well, hello, everybody. This is Corey Baker, and you are listening to the Chasing Better podcast. I was looking, and it has been a year since I recorded my last podcast. One whole year. And it's my goal to continue to bring you real, unedited, raw content. And I'm not going to go into a lot of... Bottom line is this last year has been been a challenging year and really been a year of of significantly taking some time to work on mental health. And there is a lot of thought about mental health in the world today. And I share this because I truly want to be a voice of hope because I know that in this world, and especially in me, there's been a lot of things that have come up since COVID. You know, February of 2020, a lot of things changed and shifted, and I'll go into that a little bit. But I, I wanted to just kind of, I like to talk in stories. I like to talk in illustrations and process how I think through things. And my my goal is that hopefully today in 15, 20 minutes, I can bring some hope to help you know that you're not alone. I think that sometimes we, we feel so alone in this world. You know, we feel so surrounded by people and yet so very alone. And uh, so my daughters are Disney fans, right? And one of their favorite movies, and honestly one of mine in the Disney genre is Beauty and the Beast, right? You've got this girl who loves to read, who goes to try to save her father who got lost and kidnapped by this horrible beast. And this beast was turned into a beast because he had a cruel heart that refused to help someone. And because he refused to help that person, that witch cast a spell on him to turn him into a horrible beast and still until someone could love him for who he really was in his heart, not by the way he looked. And this beast in his castle has this west wing, and uh, this uh, west wing has this flower petal. And every year, every certain passing of time, there's a petal that falls from that tree. And if all of the petals fall, or not tree, but the petals fall off this flower, and if all the petals fall from this flower before he has gotten someone to love him, he stays that way forever. Problem is, he doesn't want to go out of his house because of the way he looks. So it's pretty tough to find someone that would love you for who you are when you don't meet anybody because you're so afraid of what they're going to see when they see who you really are. And so Belle comes to this castle and she agrees to trade her life for her dad's. Her dad leaves and she is locked away in this castle and she meets all of these people that were used to be people that are now candlesticks and 
bookshelf or in a candlesticks and clocks and different objects around the house, they have also had a curse put on them. And when the beast comes to find Belle, he tells her, you can use whatever you want in the castle. Just don't go to the West Wing. And he doesn't want her to see that flower and ask questions. But the point is, there was a part of the house that they were not allowed to go to. And it was the West Wing, and it was what he was ashamed of. Most people that have mental health issues have a West Wing in their house. I love the story of Batman, this guy who loses his parents and has a traumatic experience as a kid, not only losing his parents, but falling into a well and having a bunch of bats. And he ends up becoming this creature, uh, that creature, but this, this superhero. And the identity that he takes on is Batman because he wants to instill inside of his enemies the same fear that bats give him. So he embraces bats as his identity. I hate bats. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't. I mean, bats freak me out. If I had a bat in my house, uh, I, I would look for a bat of a different variety to get rid of the bat in that house. But even then, I would be afraid to go near it. So the bat would be fairly useless. I would just be flailing around if that thing was within 15 feet of me because I'm deathly afraid of bats and most living things that are not human. And I'm afraid of humans too, but uh, definitely bats. But I want you to imagine that in your house, there was a room. And in this room, there was a door that was shut. And on the other side of that shut door, in that room, there were bats. Everywhere. Bats. And you're so deathly afraid of bats that even with the door of that room closed, you still do not allow yourself to go to the room of that house. Because it reminds you of what's inside of it. And so you ignore it and you find that you are a person that is afraid of something in your own house. So you keep it locked down and don't even venture inside. Now, there's no windows in this room where all the bats are. Which means the only way for those bats to leave your house is you got to open the door. So you have a choice of whether or not, now somebody's going to be like a smart ass and say, well, those bats are eventually going to die and you can just let them all die. And then the seeping smell of dead bats will come flying through the door. But go with me, okay? In this room, there is an unlimited supply of food source for those bats, which means as long as you are alive, the bats are alive. And so you get the option of choosing to have a room in your house that you are afraid of going near, or you can open the door and let the bats out. Problem is, when you open the door and let the bats out, they don't leave right away. You know, bats are blind. They're going to be flying around quite a bit, running into walls, causing a mess. Stuff's going to be spilling everywhere. Things are going to be breaking. You're going to be constantly doing maintenance, trying to fix things that were broken because the bats are trying to get out, but they don't know how to get out. So there's a season when those bats are flying around. Now you go and you open your doors and you give those bats every opportunity to exit. But even with that, those bats are still going to be in your house for a while. But eventually, 
they will leave. And when they leave, you get your house back. And you get to have that room be whatever you want it to be. It could be a great guest room. It could be a library. It could be an office. It could be a meditation room or a workout room or whatever you wanted it to be. You could keep the door of that room open because there's nothing inside of that room that you are afraid of anymore. I believe that so strongly illustrates where most people are that have mental health issues. There is a room in your house, in your head, that is closed and that inside of it is filled with something that you are afraid of. And you've lived for a long period of your life tormented and afraid of something that lives in your own house. And you have the choice of whether you are going to keep that part of you locked up so no one else will ever see it. Or you open the door and you allow yourself to go through the process of dealing with what's inside. November of 2020, I opened the door. And for the last several months, I've had bats flying around. And it hasn't always been the most comfortable and there's been a lot of maintenance and there's been a lot of things to clean up as a result of bats flying all over the place. But one by one, those bats are starting to leave. And that's because I made a decision to open up that door. Because I don't want to live the remaining years of my life with a door in my house afraid to open because I'm afraid of what is on the other side of that door. I'll be talking more about this, and it's not always going to be about mental stuff, mental health stuff. I, there's other things that I want to add, but I just feel a certain, I feel so passionately about this. And just to let you know, I'm, you know, and you know what? I was going to start by saying, I apologize, but I apologize to no one. I, I, I you know, I, I love Conor McGregor when he wins the belt and he like, says, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's in my nature to apologize. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to apologize for disappearing. I'm not going to apologize for working on my mental health. I think people work on it in the ways that they work on it. But this is for you, for those of you that have a door in your house that you're afraid to open because you're scared of what is on the other side of it. I want to invite you to bring someone along with you and have the courage to open the door and understand that there's going to be a season that bats are flying around. But on the other side of that lies a freedom and a peace that you've longed for for a long, long time. And there is miles of hope. Until next time, chase better, my friends. See, no more fears are moved by peers. I dry my tears, cause I'm right here. See, I'm singing and dancing, loving, outlasting, striving, providing, I widen my horizon. I'm chasing better, chasing better. Uh.
chasing better. Chasing better. I'm 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 chasing better.